Welcome to Peak Tales, a conversation about chromatography. Now here's your host, John. Good day, everyone. This is John Damari. Welcome back to the Peak Tales podcast. This is the podcast that talks about HPLC and GC chromatography. We are in our second season, another exciting episode. Uh, basically, our technical resources are just going to take over for today's episodes. Uh, you might not even hear me <laughs> on this episode, but you will hear me a little bit later. You know, we've got a special promotion uh, for season two. You'll have to listen to the end of this episode to get that promotion code, and that promotion code's available to everyone in North America on our chemistries and supplies products. So without further ado, I'll hand it off to our technical resources. Alex is on deck today, so here we go. Hello, everybody. Thank you again for joining us for another Peak Tales podcast. Uh, Today, I am with Abby Folk, the online technical support manager, my manager, by the way. Uh, And today, the title for today's podcast is called Getting Nuts About Nuts. Um... Let's jump right into it, all right? So uh, it is my understanding that installing a column can be tricky, especially if somebody is new to GC, correct, Abby? Yeah, it's just one of the most problematic things uh, uh, you encounter daily um, when you are changing or or have to change a a column. It's, um, you know, the GCs are dark. Uh, The fittings are are really small. Um, You have to get, you know, there's a lot of things to consider, and I'll cover that a little later. But there's so many things to make sure that you can be successful and get the column in with, uh, uh, without any leaks. And then when I talk about leaks, leaks are, are very dangerous to a GC column in the sense that if oxygen is brought into the column through a leak and the uh, column is heated, um, what can happen is you can do irreversible damage to the stationary phase. And no matter what you do, uh, you can't revive that column. So basically by being careless or just uh, not having the right uh, tools, ferrules, and things available, you can destroy, you know, when you go in to, to change a column or even to trim a column, you, know, you can destroy a, uh, you know, a five or $600 column on average uh, just by, you know, just incorrect installation. The other thing that I find interesting with the manufacturers uh, in capillary GC, and it's always been this way, when we talk about ferrules, we always reference the ID and not the OD. And obviously, the, the ferrule seals on the outside of the column, not the inside. So I'm not sure why manufacturers adopted that, but be careful with that. The other thing with the ferrules, uh, they're not cheap, and you can easily be dropped. They're tiny, and it's also very difficult to figure out, you know, what material, you know, do I use graphite? Do I use graphite? You know, polyamide, do I use metal? Um, but again, it's really going to depend on the GC you're using. If you are using a mass spec, you certainly want to use uh, a graphitized Vespel uh, or a graphitized polyamide. I'm sorry. And um, you want to make sure you do that because you don't want graphite um, material you know, being pulled into the in- inlet interface on the mass spec. We've uh, looked through a lot of different ways to try to solve this problem and actually when we introduced the Agilent and Tubo system a few years ago that actually that GC doesn't use any ferrules we use a click and run technology with uh, polyamide gaskets 
that really makes the instrument uh, a lot less prone to column leaks uh, during installation, and it really really works well. Okay, good. But yeah, I was going to ask you, you know, what, what problems could arise if someone doesn't install a column correctly, but it seems like it covered that. Um, and, and what tools or tools would you say Agilent has to help people successfully install a column? Um, so we recently came out uh, with a newer version of what we call our self-tightening column nut, and mm. I'd like to talk about that. All right. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> so do I. Um, and for those who aren't familiar, why don't you talk about the original design that came out several years ago? I forget the exact year. You know, I'm getting up there, too. Mm. Um, but <laughs> um, why don't you tell us about the original one? Yeah, so the original self-tightening column nut, uh, a patented technology, uh, was really innovative where we used some some spring technology within the fitting and you didn't require that you use any type of, of wrench. It was basically a hand-tightened wing nut design. And what the springs did, the springs did a really good job of holding the ferrule tight uh, against the, the interface or the inlet and not allowing it to come loose. So that was really innovative when we came up with that and it was really allowed you to, you know, use this um, continuous pressure against the ferrules to make sure they did, they maintained a leak-free fitting. Is that something unique with the graphite polyamide ferrules, right? Sure, right. They, yeah, so you've been experiencing this as well. You know, the graphite uh, polyamide ferrules tend to um, shrink after many conditioning cycles. While our ferrules are preconditioned, uh, they still tend to move and shake because if you look at high temperature polyimide, it's basically a high temperature plastic, and it's prone to um, to move around and leak. And with the self tightening design, um, it really holds that ferrule in place, and you won't get those column leaks. Mm -hmm. We have uh, some data to show that after 400 runs using the you know the, the, the self tightening column nut, there were no leaks whatsoever in the mass spec, which is, really helps to go in and you don't have to retune or reset your baseline. To keep, you know, to keep a really nice um, uh, leak-free system. Right, good, and and just to reiterate to everybody, these only work with the graphite vestful or graphite polyamide blend ferrules. And one thing I I don't know if you mentioned this, but I want to add this myself um, is that with the self-tightening column, that you don't need a wrench. You can do finger tight, and I see this oftentimes where people over tighten with the wrench, and you know that causes problems in itself. Uh, but I love the fact that with these self-tightening column nuts, you don't need a wrench. I love that. Um, so, so were you going to say something else? No wrench. Okay, no wrench. No wrench. <laughs> uh, so now on to the redesign. Why don't you tell us more about that? Yeah, so we, we took a great design and we said, you know, how could we further build on it and improve it? And so what we've done, we've added a, a, a collar to the, the existing nut. Uh, it's very much similar to the original design, but we added a collar. And in this collar, we have some, some material. It's like a, a high-temperature silicone material that actually a, allows you to lock the column in a certain position. So what happened with many other columns, um, nuts, you you know you'd have to mark it with polyimide or you'd have to mark it with a gauge and things. With our new column nut, all you do is you place the the column um, through the the nut, place it through the ferrule, you cut it, and you pull it to the exact uh, dimensions you'd like. You tighten the collar and it's it's frozen in that place. And the nice thing about it that works really well for the inlets, and it also works well for the the newer mass specs where you can't really see the depth of the column in the MS source. 
So again, we have some really neat advantages there. Uh, the collars are, again, are not obtrusive. They're, they're very easy to use. And it really helps with installing the column correctly every time. Again, if you there's nothing more frustrating than putting a column in. You go to do your first injection and uh, you realize that you're getting a huge column tail that you've actually allowed the column to slip down or you have the column too high and um, you know you're getting unswept uh, you know sample volume so it's really you know it's really changed things there and um, and it's really made the design a, a lot it's actually improved the the nut the other nice thing about the nut is there's only two there's a there's a male version that works with most detectors uh, excluding the mass spec uh, and then there's a female version that we use for the mass spec. The column ferrule, I mean, the column nuts, we only have two. Um, there's one that, I mean, they'll fit any size capillary column, so we have a male and a female. And they're, they're really easy to use. The other thing that, that I really like about these, in the past, when you had a mass spec in, in particular, you had to have two sets of ferrules. You had to have a graphite ferrule uh, or a graphite a Vespel ferrule that was long, and you had to have another ferrule uh, that was short for the inlet. And so you had two packs of ferrules. With the newer nuts, you only have you only need one ferrule. You can use it on both ends of the column. And it allows you to, um, you know, decrease the amount of inventory you have in ferrules and those kind of things. And it really makes, your, makes the lab more efficient and, and a little easier to run. Mm -hmm. And just to reiterate, the, um, that note you mentioned about the ferrules, that's true for the old design as well, in case somebody's using those. Um, also remember, I don't know if you mentioned this, but remove that collar when you're done with it because yes. they're not meant for the oven temperatures, correct? Um, and then just to, in my own experience before these came into my life, you know, I would use like an old piece of septa to apply pressure to the nut to maintain that column length. And you think about it, you have to keep maintaining that pressure as you're installing and this just eliminates the need to keep applying that pressure. So you could basically install a column with one, one hand now, right? Yeah, and, um, and again, no wrench. But no again, wrench, again, no with wrench. The, with the collar, it allows you to lock it at a certain depth, mm -hmm. and you don't have to worry about that that uh, changing. The column that's come with some instructions, while minimal, because these things are very easy to use, and they also, in that um, instructions, talk about the correct ferrule to use with the different size columns. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. yep. All right, well... Uh, thank you, Abby. I hope everybody here who's listening has found this podcast informative. And if you want to learn more about the collared self planning column nut, please visit, visit Agilent's website at www.agilent.com slash chem slash GC column installation. Thank you, Abby. And thank you, everybody. Hope to see you soon. Well, there you have it, folks. Another episode of the Peak Tales podcast. You know, I just want to thank Abby and Alex for a wonderful job on a topic that, you know, may get overlooked, but is super, super important. So if you need to get that URL, you can go back and listen to the last few minutes. Uh, and uh, Alex provides that at the end of, of this episode here. I wanted to give you folks the promo code for season two. If you are in North America, you could take advantage of this. It is promo code 1599-1599, and uh, that will give you some special discounts. There are terms and conditions that do apply, uh, but it'll give you an opportunity to take a look at uh, some interesting discounts on some chemistries and supplies. Bye for now. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Peak Tales. For more information on what was discussed today, contact your local Agilent representative or go online to Agilent.com.